Hello and welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. My name is Victoria and I'm your host on this galactic adventure through all things Star Wars, film and television, toys, theme parks, video games, and more. To help me talk the Bad Batch on this week's episode is none other than Dave. Jurassic Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Victoria. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I just got done working and looking forward to talking some Bad Batch because I haven't really had anybody to talk to about it yeah, lately. Yeah, same so. here, yeah. Yeah, so we're four episodes in and um, it's been an interesting show. Uh, I think, you know, some people thought it's going to be basically season seven of Clone Wars and some said, oh, it's just going to be following the Bad Batch and their misadventures. Mm-hmm. But it actually seems like it has a story that's going somewhere. Um, and, you know, some people are excited about it. And, you know, I think I'm one of those people. I've, I've kind of been enjoying what we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm definitely liking it a lot more than I did uh, when they were on the Clone Wars so far. Uh, it's an interesting series. Um, I'm really digging getting to see what happened uh, right at the birth of the Empire. Um, but yeah, it's growing on me. Uh, I'm not sure it was something that if you'd asked me what I wanted next, what I would have said Bad, bad Batch, but it's here and I'm, it's awesome to have Star Wars to talk about, especially on a weekly basis. Uh, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's really nice to have weekly Star Wars again. We haven't had that since Mandalorian season two, and that's been already, gosh, uh, several months at this point. So it's really nice to have, um, you know, like you said, weekly Star Wars and, you know, just kind of get your fix on on Star Wars. Um, But, yeah, I agree with you. You mentioned something interesting about how uh, we're kind of getting to see the very beginnings of the Empire, because that's not really anything we've explored in in, uh, you know, TV or in film. Uh, Of course, in Revenge of the Sith, we kind of see where the Empire is declared, but we don't really see like the impact, the immediate impact of Mm -hmm. that. Uh, and we're seeing that in Bad Batch, and I think it's it's a pretty interesting take on on that transition. Yeah, I really am liking seeing uh, about what happens with the clones. You know, we spent seven seasons with them in Clone Wars, uh, and getting to see that that turn on a dime, that change um, into the Empire and their mentality. Uh, seeing Tarkin uh, take charge and kind of you know come to Camino and stuff. I'm just really. As far as I know, I haven't seen anything um, about this time period. I'm, I don't read every comic or every book, so someone can come and tell me about some book or something that dealt with this time period. But, you know, the, the live action and the animation, that really sort of trumps everything, even though they say it's all canon. So getting to see it acted out in live is, is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that we, ha- we have Tarkin again. I've always liked Tarkin, and, um, you know, we didn't get a lot of him in the original trilogy, obviously, but mm-hmm. uh, he got built up a little more in Clone Wars. He got fleshed out a little bit more in Rebels, and, you know, of course, he was in Rogue One, and um, it, it just neat to see what his role was, you know, at the very beginning of the whole Empire, uh, you know, his involvement uh, in, in that transition between Republic an empire because i mean in clone wars you know anybody that see has seen that knows that he wasn't the biggest fan of like the jedi or you know mm-hmm. he he was always kind of you know he was in in charge of that whole trial wasn't he with ahsoka and and um you know you kind of had it up for her and you know seeing him kind of play that same role but this time holding that animosity towards the clones is you know it's kind of a continuation of his character but he's just applying it in a different way mm-hmm 
Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not sure there's much more to add there. Um, always love seeing him. He's a great character. And I'm sure when they made the original Star Wars, you know, they weren't thinking about, you know, 40 years on uh, dealing with this guy. But it's great to see him, you know, come back in Clone Wars, uh, Rogue One, and now here in Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so one of the things I always wondered uh, over the years is is how things went from the clones being like the backbone of the, of the Republic Army uh, into stormtroopers being like, you know, the, the main troops in the Imperial Army. Like, how did that transition happen? And, you know, we've had over the years toys that kind of indicated that the stormtroopers are clones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, uh, even Lucas kind of, you know, said, I think he might have said at one point that some of the troopers were clones, but not all of them. And then, uh, but now we're actually getting to see, you know, how the, how the very beginnings of that transition occur. And I guess it's just that, you know, clones, from what it sounds like in the show, were, were too expensive uh and maybe they could have some troops that were more loyal by having people that actually volunteer to be part of that imperial navy yeah i guess they're looking to cut corners somewhere you know we've seen in the series that they need money for their vast expansion you know they're given everyone imperial credits you know if they turn in their republic credits so you know it seems like maybe that's not going to be the best thing for the empire down down the long term you know as poorly as the stormtroopers are uh, in the original trilogy but you know it's what they did and, and it's fascinating to see that um, I'm also really fascinated to see I hope we get more of that uh, there was the small uh, band that was with um, uh, Crosshair um, and seeing like actual more inscripted troops uh, more people that aren't clones because I feel like the Clone Wars did a really good job of addressing what it meant to be a clone and how to find your humanity mm. when everybody's the same so I'd like to see more, a little bit more of that that conflict between clones and and just you know regular inscripted people, um, and and deal with more with that because I don't really want this series to be Clone Wars again, and I don't want them to dive back into some of the same themes that we have seen in Clone Wars. Yeah, totally. Uh, no, that that's interesting uh, because the clones, the whole idea of them was that they were not individuals; that they were all like one comprehensive force that you know, we're, we're soldiers. But then as we saw the Clone Wars unfold, you know, we actually realized, oh, well, they, they do have, you know, personal traits. You know, they are, mm-hmm. some of them have different hairstyles, some of them have facial hair, um, and their personalities are, in fact, a little bit different. And then, you know, of course, with Bad Batch, you know, we really see that emphasized because they're engineered a little bit differently, each one of them. Um, but then with the Empire, it's kind of the reverse. They're individual people, but they're, they're kind of like beat into this, you know, mm-hmm. soldier type thing where you don't see any of that individuality. At least we haven't seen it, you know, at this point. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic unfold and how the the whole thing with the army of, of the uh, the Empire continues to, to be built up. Are they going to conscript more people? Are they going to have more volunteers? You know, how's it going to shape up? So I'm really eager to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. From what we've seen so far, they're back to their uh, white or, you know, the, the clone whites. I guess that's phase three armor or something. Yeah. Right? I believe I heard that. But yeah, exactly what you said, that they are individuals and uh, you're teasing me with your, uh, <laughs> I don't have those yet. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, what you said, perfect about, you know, the individuality wrapped up in the, the white uh, sanitary empire form or soon to be empire. 
Yeah, and you know, I wonder how many of these uh, elite clone troopers they they are in. Like, are the elite clone troopers going to become the stormtroopers? Or you know, how's that going to happen? Or are they always just going to be like an elite like force like behind like crosshair or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and I kind of asked that. You know, it's kind of silly in part because I need to know how many of these elite troopers I need to buy. Yeah, like I think we've <laughs> seen like four of them in the show, four or five. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm eager to see if there's going to be more and how that, how that plays out. So yeah, that's, that's a cool aspect of the show, the whole empire military type thing. Uh, we've also learned a little bit more about the the characters themselves, the Bad Batch characters themselves, haven't we? Yeah. Um, I think learning a lot more about them. I just, I didn't really care for them in Clone Wars season seven, but I'm growing a, a heart for them here, seeing the way that they interact, you know, their brotherhood. Um, you know, especially seeing the way uh, they all, when they come back home to Camino and uh, Crosshair has left, or I guess after they leave, right, and they come back to the ship, mm-hmm. um, just seeing how he, he leaves a hole in the team. They, they were a cohesive team and seeing how they work together. I'm enjoying that part of it. Uh, and I'm really enjoying Wrecker more than I thought I would. Uh, it was probably my least favorite character, but seeing the way uh, that he interacts with Omega. And seeing the heart that he has and stuff, I just I'm looking forward to seeing these characters grow more and more, and I, I have no doubt they will. Right, and yeah, I I would say that too. I've enjoyed Wrecker more than I anticipated I would. Um, I like how they've kind of explained a little bit, you know, why he's he's a little bit different from the other Bad Batch. You know, why he's a little bit more like he's a little more emotionally uh, stunted. I guess he's mm-hmm. a little more innocent. He's a little more. Um, at times he can be immature, just like Omega. Um, he's, uh, but, but they're really doing a good job of, of explaining that. I think with little, you know, bits here and there, like, you know, he has this little teddy bear, we'll call it, I think it was like a mm-hmm. loth cat or something. Um, but just kind of, you know, showing us, you know, why he behaves like this. He's not just like obnoxious. There's like reasons, like he's engineered a little bit differently and, you know, um, so that's been kind of nice to see. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of Omega? I like her so far. I mean, uh, I haven't, I haven't dived too deeply into what you know fan, fans think that she is, but I'm assuming she's some sort of clone. Maybe, maybe not from Jango Fett descendants. Um, I'm not sure, but I like her, and I, I myself had not thought that she might be force sensitive. But I know that's a theory that's out there that that there may be a way to bring the force into the show, which I always enjoy. I like it being balanced, having your, your war, Star Wars, and the Force and everything. Um, so if they bring that in, that would be great. If not, you know, it's nice to see something without the Force or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I like her, and her voice doesn't really bother me or anything. And like uh, Omega, <laughs> the accent's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it is. Um, no, I think she's cool. I, I, mm-hmm. I like her so far. And um, yeah, I've seen that theory. Uh, I know there's a ton of theories on YouTube, all kinds of wacky theories about Omega. And um, I've seen that one about her maybe being force sensitive. I think that perhaps she's, I mean, we saw her draw draw the gun on Crosshair in that mm-hmm. in that initial episode, and like just like she just like whipped it out and like like shot him. We saw her track the um, uh, the dragon creature in uh, you know the second mm-hmm. to last episode, um, and I, I kind of feel like she might be all of the qualities of the bad batch characters mm-hmm. like in one like she might have every unique trait that these other ones have in within her that's that's kind of where where i think things are going but we'll see 
Yeah, I'm behind you there on that. That's what I think um, right from the beginning. And I believe that was the first long episode when she bested Crosshair. And, you know, there's something up there. She's good at things just like the Bad Batch are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and, yeah, it's, you know, female clone, that's a new thing, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it, it's interesting. I'm really eager to see how her, her story plays out and, you know, where she ends up. Um, we haven't really had a ton of classic characters. Um, you know, you mentioned Tarkin. Um, do you anticipate that we might see uh, other familiar faces come back in the next few episodes? I'm not sure. I mean, maybe if there's still or if there is something at this point in the timeline between Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, possibly Boba Fett, a, a young version of him. Um, and you got to think there's got to be, you know, they're probably going to bring in the force to it somehow. If it's not Omega, maybe they could run across another Jedi that there's always Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezra uh, and uh, Kanan is still out there. You know, mm-hmm. they, he was already in the show. So maybe I anticipate some of those things, but I hadn't really thought much farther beyond that. Maybe just some Force-sensitive Jedi beings um, and maybe some of the uh, other bounty hunters that we have that totally. we know from the original trilogy. Yeah. I like how we saw uh, Kanan. Like, that could have been any Jedi Padawan, and mm-hmm. I would have been okay with that. I wouldn't have given it a second thought, but because it was Kanan, and, you know, that's that was kind of cool. That was a good choice. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that just, I didn't know what to expect from the show. And then it just drawing you in right there with a a character that we're all familiar with. It really set the tone nicely for how the series started. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Um, uh, So at this point in the show, uh, we're four episodes in. uh, And it looks like perhaps, um, you know, Fennec Shan is is after, is still going to be after uh, Omega and after the Bad Batch. And you know they're still kind of trying to figure out where to go like you know they're they're not part of they're they're fugitives basically you know they're they're wanted men and um you know they've kind of broken the law and they're just going to kind of go do their own thing now but they're still on the run uh where do you anticipate uh things might go with that like in the next episode where do you think they might end up um i i believe they're going to have to look for help from other people you know they've already come across um what's his name uh cuts is that is that his name uh they're the clone that could cut in um maybe they've come across rex or something i believe rex was in the trailer so maybe they they come across some old friends old clones that are have defected um and probably running into a lot more of the underworld like i just said about bounty hunters and things and and learn to have to live not with the republic or the empire and to live on the run you know like we see a lot of other characters like mandalorian and stuff you know living the galaxy the dirty life Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I, I think they will look for help. I think we'll see uh, a few familiar faces at some point. And I think Rex, you know, uh, and I mean, I know some people want Ahsoka to come back. I don't know that that's necessary. I kind of feel like the Clone Wars wrapped up her story pretty well uh, as far as her being in animation goes. Um, I guess I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't know that it's necessary at this point. Um, but I wouldn't mind seeing other characters, you know, other characters that would be on their side in some capacity. I mean, we know that, like you said, there's other Jedi out there. There are other, um, you know, Rexes out there. Um, so yeah, I, I just hope that whoever it is that they bring in, isn't just because, oh, they're trying to make a connection, you know, just Mm -hmm. to, for the sake of showing Ahsoka or showing, you know, whoever, I just hope that whoever it is, you know, it makes good sense for the story. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you asked me the question and that's my first reaction. I believe a lot of people's first reaction is just show me someone I know that I love, bring them in here. But there's a great opportunity to have brand new characters that we grow and love because I really want to get a lot of new things from this series and not have it be Clone Wars, Clone Wars season eight or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, we'll, um, well, it will, I'm, I'm here eagerly awaiting the next episode, and I think we mm-hmm. get 16 episodes total this season, so yeah. it's going to carry us through the summer, <laughs> and um, yeah, no, it's, maybe there'll be a tie-in to Book of Boba Fett, too, who knows, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, they're tying in everything these days, so somehow or another, um, so we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, it's, it's great having the, the Disney Plus, you know, it's not just Star Wars. It's got a lot of weekly content now that just keeps me mostly on Fridays getting up and seeing what it is I'm going to watch. If it's something Marvel, something Star Wars and, you know, keep it coming. The summer's going to be great uh, watching Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm all here for it. Uh, so bonus, um, we've gotten a few Black Series figures. We haven't gotten anything in the Vintage Collection. Uh, and I believe you, you collect both scales. Is that correct? Um, I don't do a whole lot of three and three quarters. I kind of stopped around the time of Force Awakens. I mainly do Black Series, but I did pick up some of the retro collection that I liked from Mandalorian. Nice. But yeah, mainly six inch, I would say, but yeah. Very cool. What kind of cases do you have those in? I have them just hanging around a window. Oh, They're nice. just hanging on a, on a peg or whatever. <laughs> right on. So since you do collect Black Series, you know, so far we've gotten these guys. We have Hunter, we have Crosshair, and we have the Elite clone trooper uh i know that they've announced uh, omega to be coming or sorry now i'm saying it omega omega <laughs> to be coming <laughs> at some point mm-hmm. down the line um who else would you want to see in the black series if you could pick a, a few more characters to show up um fennec shand probably you know getting a younger version of her uh, i guess a tarkin uh give give me aliens give me some of the the um the uh caminos caminoans i can't even say it <laughs> yes. but yeah we always get humanoids you know you know two legs two arms looks like a a man so give us some aliens something something big something small you know that's what that's what i would like to see yeah no totally i know they're building out the bad batch you know over the next several months as well so we're gonna get all them um i think there's rumors you might get crosshair like in his whatever his new outfit ends up being Mm -hmm. and um yeah i um no i agree tarkin would be cool um, and yeah, there, there's some pretty cool aliens in, in, uh, in the series. The last episode, we actually saw a few in the marketplace and that kind of stuck out to me because we don't, we didn't see a lot of those species. Like the, they were very specific, like from the cantina, which I thought was awesome. Um, but, uh, I'd love to see more of that, um, you know, more things like that. And, you know, yeah. So as long as the figures make sense, you know, let's mm-hmm. have Adam, I'll take whatever they want to throw our way. <laughs> and it's not a lot lately, but you know. We'll, we'll take what they, what we get. So. Mm-hmm. More. Always better, yes. <laughs> Always better. And the Keminoans, I agree. We've never had Keminoans in the Black Series. So mm-hmm. Tanwi, Lamasu, any of those characters, let's do them. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Uh, Dave, any uh, final thoughts you want to share? Any Anything else that you have you want to go over? Oh, no, not really. Just I uh, want to say the series I'm looking forward. I've been saying for, for something new. Uh, I'm enjoyed to... S- seeing you know it's the familiar beats of star wars like we've talked about before about like found family and again this is another family found you know with with omega finding the bad batch and all the the clones with their special abilities and clone force 99 so but yeah just give me something new that i'm not expecting you know like some new characters that i fall in love with some new story beats 
Um, I, I think it's different enough. It's it's not as similar to Mandalorian like I'm hearing people complain about, and it's not as similar to Clone Wars. So it has potential. It's on its way, but give me more and and make me fall in love with it even more because I'm having a lot of fun where we are right now. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, and I agree that the theme of found family is a huge thing in Star Wars, and you know mm -hmm. that's absolutely the case here. Um, with you know the Bad Batch themselves, but then also when you bring Omega into the mix and give give her something that she hasn't had before, because obviously she's a clone and she's mm -hmm. never had siblings, she's never really had you know parents, and you know it's obviously a different dynamic because they're all clones here, but you know they still have you know that relationship of her being a kid, them being grown up, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where that story goes. I'm really here for it. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I agree. Make it different. Make it something that's still, you know, inherently Star Wars, but mm -hmm. also takes things in a brand new direction. I think will be good. Yeah. Well, we're here for it. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> totally. Well, hey, Dave, it's been fun. Thanks for sharing your thoughts on Bad Batch. And, uh, you know, uh, we're four episodes in. So another four. Let's do let's do, bring back this uh, little segment and uh, we'll talk about things and see where they're, they're at and where they're going. All right. Thanks a lot for having me. And I'll see you every Friday morning. We'll be watching some Bad Batch on yeah, Disney+. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. So it's been some time since we've talked about gaming here on Cantina Chatter. And uh, naturally, of course, I have my gaming correspondent for Star Wars. Uh, Adam is back with us again to talk uh, all things gaming. And I'm really excited to do this, Adam, because it's been some time since we said, hey, let's get another uh, gaming segment onto the show and let's let's talk some games because there's there's quite a bit that's that's come out and there's more coming out, right, uh, from uh, from Lucas. Uh, is it LucasArts or is it who, who's doing them these days? I don't even know. <laughs> well, that's the uh, that's the most crucial thing that's happened within, uh, I was going to say the last four months, but and it feels like four months is actually more like five or six months now. And um, back in January, uh, we were treated to a new rebrand of uh, the gaming side of uh, Lucas uh, Film, which is uh, now known as Lucasfilm Games. Mm. Um, basically, ending the uh, well, basically introducing a new era into the. Uh, gaming side of it so we've had since the Disney uh, ownership we've had a big uh, collaboration with EA games with uh, the uh, with uh, any games that have uh, come out in both console and mobile uh, so now they are expanding they're opening up to uh, new developers uh, to sort of have their hand in as well and Lucasfilm Games is basically the big brand uh -huh. uh, the branding that uh, uh, sort of umbrellas everything that uh, they're planning on at the moment okay because because it was eb or eb game it was it was ea wasn't it for for yeah. some time yeah indeed yeah yeah they yeah. have like exclusivity more or less yeah so uh from the chatter i've seen online i know some people are cool with this some are not some say hey well you know they've had it let them keep building on what they've been doing the last several years and some are like well you know what gaming hasn't been fantastic under you know at least the ones that ea has been doing so you know give it back to lucasfilm you know things are great 20 years ago under lucasarts <laughs> so what yeah. are your thoughts on that well there is an argument for the um well the glory days of lucasarts uh as you say and uh, when when the LucasArts was strong in the 90s and the 2000s up until the late 2000s, 
uh, we got a huge variety of uh, games from uh, Star Wars mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we got the original Battlefronts. We got uh, games like Star Wars Bounty Hunter, uh, and of course, even though I didn't play them myself, we got the uh, infamous Knights of the Old Republic games, uh, yeah. which uh, is is uh, very big on on uh, people's uh, like we're very high on the on the Star Wars gamers, you know, lists. Yes. Um, but uh, on the other side of that as well, um, what we started with with EA seemed very constrictive to begin with. It seemed like it was they they were very defensive of um, what they had from Lucasfilm, and it's like we shall let nobody else but us, you know, uh, <laughs> do. Um, have control over the gaming side, yeah. Um, especially when EA has had kind of a reputation for, uh, shall we say, uh, having licenses in the past and not living up to fans' expectations. I think is the mm. polite way of saying it. Um, <laughs> for me, for me in particular, that goes for licenses like 007. Um, but uh, but uh, since the uh, controversy surrounding Battlefront 2, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, and the microtransactions uh, mm. debacle, um, it seemed like EA started to listen to what the fans were calling out for. And since then, we've had more collaborate, they've had more collaborations with actual production studios, like uh, Frontier Games for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. And that has been such a smash hit, uh, critically, uh, financially, it's been a big success. And it just goes to show uh, what can happen when you have more than one pe- more than one groups of people on a project rather than just uh, one set of people controlling the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I um No, that makes sense. I know that a few years ago, that was a big thing with EA and the microtransactions and um, yeah, I mean, I'm not a heavy gamer of any kind. Like, I'm really bad at starting games and just never finishing them. Like, there are so many oh. games that I've never, I've sat down maybe like two or three times and start, you know, played like the first little bit. And then I just don't, I'm still finishing Fallen Order. I finally picked that back up again. So I'm still, <laughs> I'm still working on that. I'm uh, currently on Dathomir doing all kinds of fun stuff with the Knight Brothers. Okay. And yeah, and yeah. um and uh, yeah, no, so that's been that's been fun. Um, but yeah, I remember the glory days of, you know, uh, the, the early two thousands, Knights of the Old Republic, the Battlefront games, uh, Republic Commando, and you know, this I played all of those. I I did play all those, and you know, Battlefront two, the original Battlefront two was like like one of my favorite things ever. Just like, you know, the it had a campaign. It had, um, you know, that assault mode where you could bring all the different characters and like fight against oh, all of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, all that stuff was great. Um, and and I've done, the, I pl- I have played through the near Battlefront games. You know, Battlefront Two, of course, had a campaign, and it was it was fun, it was enjoyable. And um, uh, but yeah, it, it for me it it was fun and it looked great. I mean, obviously, it looks so much better than you know the old one, but I don't know, just something about that old one just had, I don't know, it, it was more. Maybe a part of it is just my nostalgia speaking at this point, but part of it for me was just like more, um, I don't know, it was more Star Wars-y, if that makes sense. It was more yeah. in- intriguing. And maybe it's because it was pretty revolutionary for that time period. Um, mm. 
But yeah, I mean, wherever things go, I, I feel like I don't really know enough to say one way or the other, you know, LucasArts, EA, or, you know, however it works, it pans out. Yeah, well, go, just going off the back of the uh, Battlefronts uh, as well, like the first, those pandemic Battlefront games, I'm sure it was pandemic, I, I should really know that. But, <laughs> um, the, those two games, uh, I absolutely loved and adored as well. And um, the first, the first Battlefront was like the only ever video game disc that I actually played until it stopped physically working. And uh, and uh, the second one, because I'm more of a PlayStation person than an Xbox person, I was kind of a little bit frustrated uh, that it, it was one of the first games to really introduce new downloadable content, and, mm-hmm. but it was for Xbox. So yeah, so you had a Sarge Venturesque Fisto and a and a new map or two that was introduced for uh, just the Xbox players and was like, oh, you have to do that. <laughs> video. But uh, right. yeah, absolutely, absolutely loved them. They had the and I was uh, so impatiently waiting for Battlefront Three as well. And but uh, of course, that never came to fruition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think it was just like on. Was it like like was it? PSP or Nintendo DS or something where they did make like a version of Battlefront 3 on it. Yeah, yeah, they did do an extra one for the handheld. I think it was called yeah. Renegade Squadron. I'm not sure on that. Maybe. Something like that. I, yeah, I didn't have that. Uh, I don't remember which. It might have been PSP. I don't, I, I didn't have that though, you know, so I was just like, okay, well, I don't have one of those, so I'm not going <laughs> to buy it, you know, just to play the game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what's on the horizon at this point in terms of games, things that are uh, coming uh, that they've announced? Well, um, sticking with Lucasfilm games, we have at least two, uh, for me, uh, very prominent projects, which are kind of exciting. The first one I'd like to mention is called Star Wars Hunters. Hmm. Uh, we've had a trailer for this. We've had a teaser trailer. And... It's basically a galactic, uh, an interact, a competitive arena battle game, and that kind of tells you what it's going for. But it also, but it's also kind of vague as well, mm-hmm. because because uh, the first first impression is that oh, it's a fighting game, a bit like a, a bit like a Tekken or Mortal Kombat, but it's more but it sounds like it's going for a more gladiatorial arena kind of vibe huh. uh, coming, coming from the press release as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be released for uh, app stores. So it's to be played on mobile devices, but it's also going to be released for the Nintendo switch as well. Okay. Uh, which is cute, which is kind of, which is very curious, but it also shows uh, how far like gaming has come. We've got a mainline game that's uh crossing the streams between uh, mobile and uh, console and you know with 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 the advent of games like among us which have uh, also done that sort of thing it shows you that lucasfilm are dipping their toe into that sort of hmm. uh, yeah technology as well the other game which is currently untitled uh which i'm very 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 interested in is is uh a game that is going to be developed by Ubisoft, and 
as and if people who know me uh they'll know that uh i will get very excited about that because one of my favorite gaming franchises is assassin's creed which is made by ubisoft so so um so the only but the only details we have about this star wars game from ubisoft is that it's an open world uh story driven game so uh that can be um likened to uh, any of the assassin's creed games uh, but it also can be likened to other games like red dead redemption uh you know the, these big kind of single player explore the world at your own pace um games which uh have, have uh, always done well well always done well they've done well you know in in recent years at least yeah and yeah it feels like it feels like at the moment because we have very little information just imaginations going all over the place so i'm very excited about the potential at the moment um because with open world game always exciting just, well for someone like me to just explore and just go at my own pit go at my own pace mill around just see what's uh, see what details are put into the world but of course with a star wars game the world can be plural so you can have many worlds to explore yeah. of course uh, so and across many different well worlds that have come from many different eras <laughs> of course so we don't details are so sparse that we don't actually i don't think we really know what era this open world game is going to be set in either um and honestly i'm not actually that um bothered about which era it's going to be set in uh, we we recently had Star Wars Squadrons, which which brings back a bit of the uh, glory days of the uh, mm. fighter simulation, and that's uh, set during the Galactic Civil War. Yeah, I is, bought that. I um yeah. I did I did buy that one too. <laughs> and again, I only played <laughs> it one time. I was so embarrassed to say I'm bad about these things, and it's not because you know I, I hate it or you know it just. I buy these with good intentions. I intend to sit down yeah. and, and play through a game and finish it even, eventually um but i just you know it's just i'm not a huge gamer like i get distracted by toys and you know making videos and it's it's understandable it's understandable yeah. <laughs> um but uh but uh i sort of i sort of have that with games as well but on a really weird uh mental level as it like i want to save you this game as much as i can so i'll just play a bit of it and then maybe play around with something else and then and then it, <laughs> and then before i know it um a year or two has passed before I get back to the game, and then I have to relearn everything <laughs> how how to how to play it basically. Yeah, yeah, um, right on. Yeah. So so that happens quite a bit, um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Star Wars Hunters and the currently untitled Ubisoft game. Those are the two like big ones from the Lucasfilm Games banner that uh, I'm excited for. But nice. there is one other game that's following a tradition that's been happening since 2005 with mm -hmm. TT uh, Games, which is Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. And I am really excited about this one. Um, and I've uh, only just got back into the swing of uh, Lego Star Wars with the Force Awakens game that came out in 2016. Uh -huh. So, yeah, so... so um, I've been a fan of these uh, games from the beginning, um, 
and and it's just always exciting to see what else they come up with. But uh, the Skywalker saga is set to branch, of course, all not all nine films, but yes. redone in a way that it doesn't retread familiar ground that we've had in previous games. I you won't play the same levels or rebuilt of those previous levels. Uh, mm. We will play them in a completely different way, uh, or at least the levels that we have played, or the stories that we have played already. Right on. Uh, yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of um, or I haven't actually done it, but I've seen like I've I've been hearing about like virtual type gamings or the you know the mask and everything that I know like if you go to like and they're not doing it right now, but before the pandemic, you know like at, yeah. at Disneyland they had like this this big thing where outside of the park you could try this like virtual reality thing with the lightsaber and i think it was yeah. a darth vader game or something yes that was um vader immortal uh that was released for that's the one i think it's oculus i think it's oculus quest um yeah they've they're making big leaps into virtual reality like the whole ilm x lab um subsidiary uh, which has been diving into that uh vader immortal if i remember these are something I haven't even begun to touch because I don't mm -hmm. have any virtual reality uh, systems. So I'm going by what I uh, have learned from others. So uh, yeah, virtual Vader Immortal was definitely uh, it was a story-driven, like three-part thing, and uh, it recently went on sale as part of the May the Fourth uh, celebrations as well. Mm -hmm. um, as, as if I remember right, and uh, yeah, they, they've done like other test things, as it were, something to uh, something so people can start to interact with them and, and and sort of get an idea, a feel for how these things work. Uh, there was one, uh, the the one the one I remember in particular is uh, the one where you're helping Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon, uh, and and you're fending off a group of. Uh, either mercenaries or people who are demanding his money, you know, the usual stuff for Han Solo. Uh, right. and, and, and you're helping fend them off uh, whilst he gets the Falcon ready to uh, set off. And uh, one, and, and it's, it's like a 10 minute, 15 minute thing. Um, I did see someone play through that um, who was absolutely hilarious with it because he said, uh, oh, this thing, this, this thing is going to do these th this thing and that thing anyway, so I'm just going to bash everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the real world and just see see what reacts and whatever so, so yeah. yeah so there was so there were yeah so vr has been a big thing um i'm not i'm memories memories not serving me right uh if there is some if they have announced something else at the time being i'm sure i'm sure they have it uh but um i can't remember if uh they have announced that they're do it they're specifically doing anything yet uh uh -huh. as well with the app right on yeah no all that stuff looks cool i mean i you know again i don't know that i'm not the kind of person that would go out and buy like a virtual like headset but i did try yeah. it i was in japan in 2017 and um you know i just thought like, come on the virtual reality can't be that great right it can't be like anything too <laughs> remarkable and so i go into this this little shop and you know this isn't like tokyo like right in the middle yeah. of like um where they have all this you know the technology and the games and and everything so they um uh, i think it's called akihabara is the area of tokyo and, and they gave me this headset and they put it on and you know it's just dark and i'm like okay and it's like heavy and I'm like not not very comfortable and then 
the game stars it's just like a sample of the game and i don't even remember what game it was but it was like so realistic like i yeah i went from thinking like you know virtual reality can't be that realistic can't be that great to like whoa like i was i was really like impacted by it like there was a part in the little snippet i did play where I was being like pushed like off of a ledge, right? Like off of a cliff. And I was like, <laughs> like, like legitimately starting to like, like feel around so that Trying I wouldn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was really impactful. I was really surprised. Yeah. I mean, I mean uh, that's the thing, isn't it? When, when you hear these uh, buzzwords from, from things like virtual reality being thrown around, like immersion and uh, whatever, it's, it doesn't <laughs> really mean much until you actually experience it and then it's like oh this is what this uh, buzzword means it mm -hmm. just actually has some meaning behind it <laughs> yeah yeah totally no it was yeah it's, it's cool stuff i mean the technology has just really come a long way so it's really interesting to see how they keep you know building upon you know these different types of platforms and um yeah. i think you had mentioned to me there's another lego game coming soon too right Aside from the Skywalker saga, is is that the one? I, I I thought you had mentioned there was a new Star Wars Lego coming. Maybe I misread. Um, oh right, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Well, is well the the Skywalker saga is the one uh, that's coming out this year. Uh, uh, finally, this year, um, it was supposed to come out in, uh, last year, but of course, twenty twenty happened. Um, well, Adam, do you have any any uh, final thoughts you wanna you wanna touch on here regarding games or uh, any of these types of topics. Mm. Oh, this is where I have to really wrap some. Um, you could say, Victoria, you need to finish Fallen Order. Oh, yes. Oh, by, <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, there is something. Uh, Victoria, you will need to finish Fallen, Fallen Order. Okay. Uh, good <laughs> yes, advice. Um, good advice. I mean, I mean. <laughs> well, cool, um, Adam. But it's been a great chat. Thanks for uh, updating us with games. And um, uh, where can our listeners go to uh, look you up online? Oh, promotion. Um, well, uh, I I have a Twitter, Swift Agent Twenty Four. Um, I'm also on a video looping app called Byte at uh, Adamus Prime. And I've also recently uh, joined uh, Twitch as well. If you find me at uh, Adamus Prime 24. All right, Adam, take care. Thank you. And uh, may the force be with you. May the force be with you too. In this next segment, uh, we're going to be talking a little collecting. Uh, we like talking about collecting, talking about toys, talking about Star Wars toys, talking about figures, talking about exclusives, talking about rollouts. It's all good, isn't it, Tom? No, no, the the the, the no, absolutely not. The uh, the target rollout with these Clone Wars exclusives is a mind-boggling mess. Um, those things went up for sale and then they disappeared, and once again, if you weren't there at five in the morning to be able to secure them, no one could get them. They're randomly showing up here and there. I saw it on Twitter, someone posted like a Florida Target has a zillion of them. The, my one Target that, uh, that carries them here in New York, I actually went to and uh, was able to get my one Obi-Wan from there, but everything else was already gone. Um, boo exclusives, boo, boo on them, I say. Yeah, um, 
It's interesting because these are the first exclusives in a long time where there was no pre-order. Yeah. And I remember uh, during a Q&A, I think in early February with, with, um, with Hasbro, one of the questions was, you know, what they were going to do to fix the pre-order system because, you know, that's when Walmart was canceling all those pre-orders and it was a mess. Yeah. And um, you need to learn to stop slouching. I'm always slouching. I know. I'm, I'm always slouching. I'm like, uh. <laughs> um, so they, they said that one thing they might try to do is just not have a pre-order. And I thought at the time, it's not have a pre-order. And I thought they were referring to Walmart. Um, so I feel like this might be an experiment of sorts uh, regarding exclusives and you know whether they can pull it off without a pre-order uh, and just have stuff hit stores. I mean, you know, this these just showed up a few days ago, right? It was over the weekend, I think. Well, they started hitting like actual stores in over the last couple of weeks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm I'm sitting here being all grumpy grumpy puss over the fact that I couldn't go into that that target that exact day and get them all. Uh, I'm also a grumpy puss because I live in, in Brooklyn, New York. There are in the, the, the New York City area, there's like the Atlantic Terminal Target in Brooklyn. There's a big one over in Queens. Um, and then you've got them like up in the Bronx. Um, and you've got these smaller ones in, in Manhattan. But if you look at you know, tar Target's website, it just says that those those figures aren't sold in the stores there, mm. um, which fits my my experience with those stores. And, you know, lots of people, when they go hunting for these exclusives at Walmarts or Targets, they get in their car and they hit a few Targets and Walmarts, right? That's not an option for me. Um, it's about about a two hour round trip to one Target. Yeah. Um, so if you go there and it's just there's nada, then it's like, well, you know, yeah, that's I, I have to rely on online these days. But OK, so that being said, I'm grumpy about not being able to get them already. But there's the distinct possibility these will just keep showing up in the stores and eventually they'll end up showing up online. There's mm. plenty of stock out there that's just it's just coming. It's just because of the Masters of the Universe Rise of Evil two pack and all of the G.I. Joe classified Cobra Island stuff, all of that stuff not being available at all in targets. Um, I'm skeptical. Uh -huh. um, yeah. Yeah, these just got announced. Um, it was the May the 4th live stream. It was just, you know, weeks ago. And um, yeah, there was no pre-order. We, I think a lot of people assumed these were gonna be like July items. Like it was gonna be a little bit till they released. Uh, but then fall or next year, honestly, with the yeah. way announcements come. Yeah. So this was that was exciting. You're like, oh, my gosh, we can already get them. And, you know, I've got yeah. one now. Yeah. And, you know, there was no release date. They just kind of went to stores and stores received solid cases of each character. Uh, I think the on shelf date, which wasn't a street date. I mean, street date is when, you know, the manufacturer says it can't be on shelf until this date. Oh. But um, the store you know, they often have reset dates where they go through the whole toy area and they re they move things around. And these did have like a reset date uh, for this past um, Sunday. And that's when they went online as well. But they weren't register locked for like the, the week leading up to this. So a lot of stores had already sold out. So um, 
you know, I, I went, I hit several stores last week looking for them. Uh, I got lucky just, I happened upon Obi-Wan uh, at my closest Target and the lady was like, yeah, you know, um, it, we just got one case and they were all the same character, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And she said, some guy just came before you and he bought them all. And, you know, he, he just left one and he wasn't supposed to do that, but, you know, he asked for the manager and the manager let him do it. So, um, so that's always the risk. I mean, I like the idea of the solid cases. Wait, hang on, hang on. The, at this target, you said one guy went in and just bought all of them. Except for one. Yeah. The one that I ended up with. Except for one. So it wasn't, it wasn't kids and gift giving parents that, that went in and bought all of them. Huh? No, it wasn't grandma or grandpa. It wasn't uh, aunt and uncle. It was, uh, yeah, scalpers, serious collectors. Mm. It was that 80%. It was that 80% of, a. Uh, of, of the customers that wouldn't clean them out. Yeah, huh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I like the idea of the solid case packs. I, I think that it gives people a better chance to get them all, even if it's not immediate, you know, at least, you know, you're not gonna go and miss the whole wave because somebody came and took the whole wave. Right, um, yeah. And we don't and we don't know yet what, what the amount of these things being shipped is. Again, my, my hesitancy right. about feeling too positive about it is is the disaster of the gi joe and the um the rise of evil two-pack those things you just you just can't get um but you know i've got i've got two gamorian guards um that was a target exclusive i can't remember what other target exclusives there were the star wars figures moloch but you know you can probably still buy moloch um Poor Moloch. You know, <laughs> Moloch's really neat, but you know, <laughs> we needed a Kessel Kessel Kira before we needed Moloch. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so I I don't know. Um, I'm not not enraged yet. Not not full of my my angry middle aged collector angst yet. But you know, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see. They're they're yeah figures i love i've got my obi-wan he's up on my shelf behind me i he's absolutely fantastic um uh, a, a friend scored me anakin and hawk um he's gonna mail those to me so i'm excited about that uh, mostly nice. excited for anakin because i think hawk is a an odd choice i had to look him up to be like who is he an oddball would you say is 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 odd no oddball looks different right Oddball's a different character, yes. Right, yeah. Odd, Oddball's like a different, an entirely different character. Hawk appeared in like one episode. Like, why not just, why not just Echo and Fives, guys? I'm so glad we got Echo. I'm so glad. I've wanted him for years, but just yeah. Echo and Fives. Oh, one version of Echo, we should say, right? Yeah, the the, the original version of Echo. Yes. The, uh, well, not the original. He went through costume changes, didn't he? Sure. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, Arc Trooper Echo. I'm very, very excited yeah. for him. Because him, he yeah. and Fives were the two that I really wanted for a long time. Yeah, no, they did go up online. They, um, like you said, it was like midnight. <laughs> um, here it was like midnight. I think that they had gone up, and yeah. I didn't see it until I was up later. I didn't see it until one in the morning because I was like editing a video. I happened and, to look um, at my phone at five thirty a.m. Uh, Eastern time. I, I woke up. Uh, maybe I got a glass of water or something like that, and I checked my phone, and there's a message from you. Oh, what's Victoria? Oh, clickety clickety click. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was like, shoot an hour. So I checked and luckily they were still there. So pre-ordered 
or not pre-ordered, ordered, because they weren't pre-orders. And uh, so far I have uh, Obi-Wan, you know, the one I got, and then um, Hawk. I have those two so far. I haven't opened them. Uh, waiting for the rest. And yeah, these are these are great. I mean, you know, I, I know I always say it, but Clone Wars figures, I mean, we need more in Black Series. We need more in the Vintage Collection. Like, I'm, I'm all here for Clone Wars, like, figures. Yeah. Like, I love the other stuff, don't get me wrong, um, but... I don't know. I'm still really into those. Clone Wars was my favorite Star Wars after the original trilogy. And I think it's like these days, it's it's the timeline, I think, that's the most interesting. Um, after the recent set of stuff, I have no interest in anything really post-Return of the Jedi. Um, I'm good with the second Death Star blows up and the Emperor falls in the, the pit. And they're like, all right, I'm good. Um, but uh, yeah, Clone Wars, I, I absolutely love. Um, and, you know, it, it overlaps with the prequels, but Clone Wars was more interesting um, than the prequels, I think. So I'm give all of that stuff to me. Although, like, you know, they we've got Hondo, we've got Cad Bane, we've got season seven Ahsoka. I'd love season three to five Ahsoka. Um, you know, I want a super battle droid that can be uh, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. Though I'll be honest, the Clone Wars design of the Super Battle Droid was the better one. Like, then rather than the movies, sure. like the, the, the half moon shape, just hulking thing. Oh, yeah. so yeah, good. Cool. That was so good. Uh, who else do we need from Clone Wars? Well, we need, uh, if we're talking Jedi, I mean, there's a whole slew of them, but again, those could be prequel or, um, you know, we just got Ventress, which was like a huge one. Yes. We just got an Bo awesome Catan. figure. Yeah. Yeah, we have, yeah, the Mando version of Bo-Katan. Um, uh, Duchess Satine maybe would be interesting. I mean, I don't know that that would be like a high demand figure, but they never did her in three and three quarters, so. That, yeah, that, that, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forgive you, Hasbro, for not giving me an <laughs> animated style Duchess Satine. Um, I get their logic. Probably wouldn't have been one of the biggest sellers, but man. What a, what, a, what a great character and what a, what great outfits she had. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Yeah. We got Cad Bane last year. That was a huge addition to the line. Yeah. Um, you know, we have Dooku. He's awesome. Um, Grievous. We have... Love... got to look over at the shelf. We've got some good ones. Um, got some I really good fives. ones. need fives. We need fives. Uh, we need... Um, let's see. We have Cody... Uh, we could always use more Commander Fox, maybe, or you know, there's just several clones that they could. Wait, he's the red one. We yeah, we Commander we got Fox, we did right? get him. We did get him. Yes, yeah. There, I mean, we've got we've gotten a good bit of Clone Wars, like when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but not like there's still quite a bit they could do. I always wanted Terra Sanub, you know, the Jedi Master Terra Sanub. Oh yeah, he was neat. Yeah, yeah, he was fun. That was a fun character. Yeah. Um, I know people like um. Uh, excuse me. Um. Oh gosh, a Pong Krell. People really want Pong Krell. Yeah, Pong Krell. Yep. Um, man, uh, what I want is Clone Wars Darth Maul. Uh, and I still maintain that that's going to show up as like San Diego Comic Con exclusive in the box that they they box him up in on Mandalore. Um, I'm, 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 bet, I'm betting five bucks on that, five whole bucks. Um, oh, and Sa Savage Press. We need Savage Press. We got yeah, the Night Brother yeah. that's coming, which you know. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's from the game. Um, 
Yeah, Peppy Bo. I still, I'm still, you know. Oh my God, is that Jar Jar's girlfriend? Yes, I'm still, still supporting Peppy Bo. That's gonna be my next big petition: make Peppy Bo happen. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, I loved those episodes. Those episodes were great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, because yeah, we've got Mace Window, we've got Kit Fisto with that dreadful, dreadful head. That dreadful, dreadful head. Mace Window. No, uh, uh, Kit Fisto. Oh, Kit Fisto. Yeah. Um, they could re-release Kit Fisto with a new head. Yeah, I mean, that's what what head does he have? He's got the. He has the Revenge of the Sith head, where he looks like uglier. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder why they changed his design to begin with. It just isn't. Probably odd. lost the mask or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> probably they something probably goofy like that. Yeah, they lost the mask. <laughs> so you know, somebody else uh, went to work on the new one, and they, you know, ah, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no idea why. It was, it was odd, an odd choice. But yeah, because um, we've got Plo Koon now, he's the best, best of those Jedi. Ayla mm -hmm. Sakura. Ayla Secure. Oh, but she's coming. In Black Series? Yeah. Ayla Secure. Wait. Oh, no. Ayla Secure. I'm thinking of. Um, Aura Singh. Aura Singh. I'm thinking of Aura Singh. Yep. Yep. Ayla Secure, Barris Afi. Same initials. Yeah. And um, Luminara Unduli. Luminara. Yeah. That would be neat. You know, I always liked her costume, and if you look at any of the three and three quarter luminars, they're all like little works of art. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Going back to two thousand two, she's got the like the big like billowy like statue pose with the lightsaber, and she's like that, and yeah, her skirt's just like it's really cool. Yeah, that's that's the fun thing about the um, the Jedi from Attack of the Clones. It was really sort of like the prequels version of the Cantina, or. Jabba's palace in, in the prequels you had the Jedi Council because there was so many different ones and they all mm -hmm. had kind of you know even though they're all pretty they all have the same sort of outfits yeah more similar outfits um Barris and Luminara outstanding because they uh they have really unique outfits but yeah there's all the it's it's the it's your your alien menagerie of of, of the prequels right in the way that like the Outlander Club uh or well, no, the pod race was also sort of like that, wasn't it? That's what we need. We need we need Watto. We need we need Black Series Watto. Where's my Black Series Watto? Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. Um, Certainly, yeah. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll stop about Black Series Watto. <laughs> yeah, we need Watto. Maybe they can give us a two-pack of Watto and Kitster, because why not? Yes, good old Kitster. No. That's a wizard, Annie. Uh -huh. Um yeah, but no, these are neat. Um, I, I really like these. Uh, I think they're all like retold. Um, the one that I am a little concerned about is is Anakin because he reuses those dreadful legs from the previous two Anakins, and th that those figures are just so hard to stand. Like it's hard to get him to stay upright. So I'm kind of worried that um, because this is going to reuse the same gummy legs as, as the other ones, that he's just going to go. He's oh, going to no. commit, commit shelficide. I know he is. Oh, no. I haven't had a problem with my Anakins, oddly enough. I must have just lucked out there. Um, I'll tell you what about Obi-Wan, because he's he's clearly losing some uh, some clone hands. Not not a great grip on the lightsaber. It sort of mm. hangs loosely in it. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, 
I get a, I get a Clone Wars Obi Wan, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, no, he looks great. The likeness is just freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and he utilizes the lower half and I think the arms of the of the newer uh, phase uh, phase two clone that came out last year. Mm. But Hawk uses uh, the older parts from the the original clone trooper. Hmm. The double bends in the elbows and knees. Oh yeah, I love the double bends in the elbows and knees. Yeah, I think from Com- Commander Bly. The ones Commander Bly had. Yeah, um, I don't prefer those because, um, again, I have I tend to have staining issues with those a little bit more. Uh, and, you know, just having that double, like, ratcheted joint, like, you got to get it just right for them to balance. But I find, like, the newer, the newer sculpts are more forgiving because, you know, they're just on ball hinges and they're easier to work with. Um, but, you know, I guess they're just using whatever they have at their disposal, right? They're already using the newer parts on Obi-Wan. And I think Echo has mostly new parts. So, you know, it, it, it works. For an exclusive like this, you know, I'm not too, like, mad about it or anything. It's just, you know, preferences. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of exclusives, did you get your, uh, you got two of your new Ghostbusters figures? Yes, I do. I have them. Uh, yeah, it's a eye-popping ghost <laughs> and uh, fearsome flush. Fearsome flush. Toilet ghost. I, uh, I can't believe they chose to re-release that. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> they must have still had the mold somewhere and uh, you know they're like well what do we have the molds so these are like 35 years ago what do we have the molds for fearsome flesh that that'll be a hit let's let's bring that back <laughs> man what kid doesn't want a, a toilet that turns into a monster it's terrifying you know have you, you you i'm sure you've probably seen uh look who's talking to no okay <laughs> yeah we're, we're going back a ways but yeah look who's talking to there's a scene where um you know, the kid's learning how to eat, how to become potty trained, and he's having a nightmare, and he goes into the bathroom, and the, the toilet's, like, talking to him, and he looks kind of similar to Fearsome Flesh, so. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we could YouTube that scene. It's it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll look for it later, but, um, yeah, it reminds me of that, and, yeah, the Ecto-1 is still coming. It still shows uh, August for mine. I hope it's not August, but um, uh, I'm just glad this line's continuing. You know, I know we didn't start off you know, seeking to tacos busters, but, um, right. but no, there, no, there, no, it's, 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 you know, there's not many outlets to talk about it. So yeah, I'm excited for the Ecto one. Cause I haven't had an Ecto one in 30 some odd years and I'm ready for it to come back. Neither have I. And that's one since I'm, you know, doing the, uh, carded versions of these things, but mm-hmm. I had, a, I had, I got a set of openers for the, 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 the first batch. Um, the fun thing about the Ecto one is that'll double for me because, you know, I'll have a nice pristine box that can display on a shelf like, oh, look, here's it. This is a toy store, but I can take the, the thing out and I don't need to buy two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I bought two also. <laughs> uh, yes, of course you did. Yes. Yes. So no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, I remember my mother, uh, you know, tangents, my mother went, I don't know where she got them. Uh, they, they were on, on Markdown. She came home with like four Ecto-1s. And she's like, oh, look at all these ecto And we already had the Ecto-1 in the house. We already had the Ecto-1. But she just had them on Markdown. I guess she thought it was a good deal. She's going to buy four more. And what she should have done is said, okay, here's 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 a couple. The other half are going to go into, you know, the closet. And you're not going to see them for 30. She should have done that, you know. Yeah. But, you know, us being crazy kids, we opened all four of them. <laughs> I don't even know where they are. They are anymore. Just I know where parts of them are. But um, yeah, imagine if she would have just put those in the closet on the top shelf and just 
held them there for 30 years. Rather than a bunch of dumb kids having fun with a toy instead. Exactly, right? Who does that? <laughs> Darn kids. Um, yeah, so no, this is a cool release. And, you know, I just hope the line continues. You know, if we want to release the fire, the firehouse, I won't complain. Oh, boy. Well, I, I want the, the, the Ecto Glow ones. You know, the, the last the last set of figures that yeah. they came out with that, like, <laughs> basically only exist mint on card for a fortune apiece. I never had those. I never no, had nobody, those. nobody did. The only people that have them now are, are called, like, you know, collectors. And I, they're, I don't think you can find loose versions of them anywhere. Well, um, yeah. yeah. I think we'll get Fright features if the, if the line keeps going. I think that's the next thing we're going to see is, is, you know, the Fright features. And I did have those. Yeah, I had, we all have, Fright features sucked. They were the easiest ones to find because everybody wanted just the regular Ghostbusters, you know, and... And those are like wave one, I think. So. Yep. Yeah, the regular Ghostbusters were wave one, and then Fright Features is basically wave two. So yeah, I mean, you can still find those at flea markets for pennies on the dollar. The Janine with the with the spinning like upper torso. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely dreadful. But it was the first time you could get a Janine action figure. Yeah. I think no. The first one, the first Janine was the pink outfit one. Where her hair went up like that. Yeah, her bangs went. Like... <laughs> I had that one too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Man, I wish I I wish I had those still. It the kills me feature? because yeah, well, yeah, like all my Ghostbuster stuff, I I don't know what happened to it. Um I I know my mom didn't sell it, so but I don't know where it is. Every time I go home, I'm like, "Okay, this time I'm going to find those figures." I send my dad into the attic. "Dad, go look for them." And, you know, I can't go into the attic because or, you know, I shouldn't, nobody should go into the attic, right? Not not in certain attics. Not in my parents' attic anyway, because it's... Why, what's wrong with your parents' attic? It's haunted. No, it's not haunted. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's not a proper uh, attic. It's like, there's not no floor in there, just like the two by fours or whatever. Oh, okay. So if you, you make a wrong step, you're going to go... Coming to the floor. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And my parents' is, the top of it is like like 20 feet off the crown in the, like, the ceiling in some parts. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, you're going to fall pretty far. Um, but yeah, so I, they, they, they use it for storage and they have for a long time. And I assume that they're in there somewhere, but every time I send my dad in, you know, thank him for going up there. Uh, he doesn't find them. And then, so it's like, I don't know where they're at. My mom has like a storage shed too. And, you know, I've looked in there and yeah, I don't know where they're at. I assume they have them, but I could be wrong. They could, they could be in some landfill, like where they've been for 20 years. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I, I mean, if you want the Fright Features ones, you don't got to wait for, for uh, Hasbro to re-release them. You can get those loose for, you know, a couple bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I wasn't as big a fan of those ones. It was always the original Ghostbusters. Um, and then I liked the big sludge slime ones. Remember they came in boxes of like sludge bucket and like gooper ghost or something like that? Something about those ones I really, really liked um yeah those are fun I, I think my favorites though were like the universal monster style ones you know like the like the dracula and the frankenstein and um the wolfman i don't think i, I don't know if i ever had the wolfman there was a mummy i had the mummy uh -huh. yeah those are really clever those are neat um i i know i had those and gosh there were, they just made so many uh there was like a ripcord like purple ripcord ghost where you'd pull it and it makes sparks uh -huh. and you'd go like like that and there were these these little like there was like this pink thing where you like 
pop it like that and the little thing would pop out of its mouth like I had those and I had a lot of the play rule stuff like the the proton pack and you know they were amazingly that. fun toys absolutely sure. amazingly fun toys even though it's sort of odd that the they never made ghosts of any of the recurring characters from the show which I would still love but uh, the, the just as, as toys just a bunch of weird alien looking ghost yeah. goblin things it's like yeah great they never made boogeyman though no, they never made Boogeyman, they never made Samhain, and they never made the Sandman. And I wish they would make those. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be like the retro collection Tarkin, you know, where that they... That would be... Awesome. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping, but, you know. Yeah, so, you know, I hope this line continues to do well. Obviously, you know, it's got a second wave now, so they probably did pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, it's fun. Like, when I go randomly to a Walmart now, uh, I can find the first wave. You know, it took a year, but there they all are now. I bought a second set of carded ones just because I could go into a Walmart and buy them. I was like, "Nice! I can actually walk into the store and buy it. Heck with it! I'll yeah. buy more." You know, they're they're still carrying that that way from last year. And mm -hmm. uh, initially, upon release, they weren't easy to get. But now, like for a while now, you know, you you can find them. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's cool finding toys in a store. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. um, I just hope they do the trap because. Uh, I know I've, I probably told you this before. I remember I had the original trap. Uh, it glue in the dark, glue in the dark, glowed in the dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> glue's not a word, right? No. no. Well, it's, it means something different. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, glowed, glowed in the dark. dark. It glowed in the dark. <laughs> and um, I remember my grandmother took us to uh, like a, a doctor's office where she had an appointment and we were just sitting in the kids' area playing and. Uh, some man walked by and he stepped on my ghost trap and broke the handle. And he didn't oh, even, shoot. He, he, like, he just acted like nothing happened. He didn't apologize. He didn't turn around. Like, so I was pissed. I was pissed, Tom. And uh, I was, I I was a little kid, but I was pissed. And, um, yeah, bring it back, Hasbro. We want to see that ghost trap again. And the proton pack and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got the ghost popper now. Um, yeah. But uh, Which is okay. They have, yeah, it stunk. That's, we, could, we could admit it. It was... It was a cheap version of what we really wanted, which was the uh, the proton pack. But um, they have the new. There's a new trap that's coming out for little sort of release with the new movie. Whenever that comes out, I, I have no idea when that comes out now. Um, but I saw it at, at Toy Fair that you know back in 2019. It's it's you know I'd I'd argue it's close enough for for what you're looking for. Hmm. Um, like if you if you probably just put it in front of you, you you'd probably wouldn't be able to tell what the difference is, or I certainly huh. wouldn't. But then again, I can't tell the differences between stormtroopers. So. <laughs> hey, a stormtrooper is a, is a stormtrooper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, to mig migrate this back to uh, to Star Wars, uh, should this this uh, Lucasfilm 50th anniversary line continue? Should it continue? And they continue doing more things. They've done Episode One through Best Buy. They're doing Clone Wars through Target. If this continues and we see another maybe exclusive to like Walmart or wherever, um, what what would you like to see come back in terms of previous line looks? Like, you know, we've had tons of line looks over the last two decades. Uh, what do you think would look good in that six inch format? Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The Revenge of the Sith line look. And you could just put Obi-Wan out with his, you know, updated head, put Anakin back out because, you know, apparently like, even the archive one of him is is tough to get a get a hold of mm -hmm. which you know surprises me but yeah just just put those two back guys back out um 
And if you want to be really cool and give us a third figure, give us, you know, Senate dual Darth Sidious. Um, mm. I, you know, I've made my custom of him, which is perfectly fine and looks great on the shelf. But come on, Hasbro, give me, give me an official one. You can, I mean, you can yeah. re-release Grievous on that card, um, in that kind of card art. Um, yeah. 501st clone. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think an incredibly boring look was the Saga collection look. The, the one kind of the, just blue for a, Attack of the Clones. Oh, Saga. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I would, I think it would be cool to have, uh, you know, Count Dooku come back out on that look as well. Yeah, you know, that's actually the first one that comes to mind, too, is Revenge of the Sith. I mean, that packaging was really cool. I, I still say that 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 movie had the absolute best, like, Star Wars toy line, like, of any of the movies. Like, just, it, it was all contained to Revenge of the Sith. It wasn't, like, you know, integrating other films. Uh, and they were fun. You know, you, you had, like, improving articulation, but you still had action features that were, like, integrated. There weren't buttons. There weren't magnets. There wasn't anything, like, gimmicky. It was just, like... The figures look solid. If you had them on a shelf, you wouldn't know that they had action features. Um, the thing that I'm starting to think too, though, is if they did bring that back, I think it would look it would look cool. Um, but they just did Clone Wars. They've done Episode One. I don't know that they would go prequels again. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're doing uh, uh, classic Star Wars stuff from the original trilogy, you've got to put it out on the vintage collection style card back. Anything else, flush it. Yeah, they're doing. That's what they're doing through Amazon. Is is the vintage style um, card backs? Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the most popular ones. Clearly, um, the yeah. ones that all the gift giving parents and children swipe off the shelves. Without. Well, may, maybe these work though for, for prequel and Clone Wars figures because I mean they're not doing a ton of those in the main line, you know, for Black Series. So mm-hmm. maybe that's part. Maybe if they did, they would bring Revenge of the Sith back for that reason, and then they could do the five hundred first trooper, bring Anakin back, you know, regular Anakin later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they could do a Sith Eyes version for that. Yeah, release. I mean, yeah, you could do. You could give us. Yeah, you could just give us the the, the one head for Anakin and just call him Darth Vader. Maybe it'd be cool yeah. and give us a cloak. I got a third party cloak, which is fantastic, but you know, that yeah. Anakin. We need those cloaks. And you know, the Mace Windu figure has a cloak and it it, were, it looks so good on, on Anakin or on Obi-Wan from Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. So I, I just wish they all had cloaks because I don't want to buy a bunch of Mace Windus for, for the cloak. So no, yeah, Revenge of the Sith would be cool. Um, you know, 30th anniversary would be an, another neat line look to bring back. Um, I thought yeah, that the was 30th really... anniversary line was neat looking. Yeah. It was neat because it was like modern without trying to be retro at all. It was just like its own, like it, it was trying to bring things up to, at that point, 2007, it was very angular and I thought it looked really sleek, really, really cool. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it sounds like they have more things planned for this uh, Lucasfilm 50th commemorative series, whatever you want to call it. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what they announce. And hopefully it's it's stuff that's easier to get than these legacy or these uh, Clone Wars figures. Um, and hopefully it's not something that i'm like you know what i need doubles of this because the packaging just looks really fun uh like these clone wars figures which i had to do but um <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see we'll see i i definitely want a second one of one of these clone wars ones to keep in, in the package um that's that's another thing you could do you could just go onesies on each of the different you could do one episode one you could do yeah i've got a a carded 40th anniversary or whatever it was, Vader, mm-hmm. um, and 
the Phantom Menace Darth Maul. Um, so while I'm I'm gunning for, I think I'd like it to be uh, Echo, but we'll see who I'm able to get to keep on the, the Clone Wars card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, for episode one, I, I did have Maul and uh, Obi-Wan, but you know I wanted to get at least one of the Best Buy ones because the packaging is a little bit different. Uh, so I got Qui-Gon because, you know, just felt like, okay, I need those three. I don't need the other ones carded. That's just too many. Um, and I have been buying all the Amazon ones, you know, the retro paint ones, because uh, I feel like that's kind of a, a thing where I need to do that. But like anything else, not really. Uh, so yeah. far, I do have the, like, I did order, I don't have them yet, but I did order the Legacy or the Clone Wars um, box. I don't know if I'm going to keep them. I mean, may or may not, but um, yeah. Clone War the Clone Wars what? the target ones oh oh yeah huh? yeah the clone wars so um yeah no but yeah that's totally something you could do and you know i'd probably be pretty happy just doing that if you know if i had the strength to do that <laughs> i know what i need to do tom but i don't know if i have the strength to do it that's right that's right toss that lightsaber into the ocean yeah or into harrison ford's belly <laughs> yep Anyway, well, Tom, it's been fun as always. Uh, where can our listeners go to find you online? You can't. I'm I'm a ghost. I'm, I'm like uh, the born identity online. You certainly can't find me at Wooslin Demon on Twitter, uh, complaining about something or other because I'm grumpy. I'm a grumpy Gus. You know, uh, that's not a bad thing necessarily. See, so. if, if you if you do follow me on Twitter and you see me grumping about something. You watch how I talk here. This is generally where the actual grump is coming from. It's like, well, I don't like that thing. <laughs> go watch Clone Wars, Tom. Go watch Clone Wars. That's uh, so Take good. And, and Bad Batch is delightful, too. I'm loving Bad it. Bad Batch is fun, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking it, too. Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, good talking to you. And, uh, you know, I know we'll do this again before long. All right, cool. Cheers, Vic. All right, cheers. that's a wrap for this episode. Victoria's Cantina began on YouTube and you can find plenty of toy content on the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel. We are also on Instagram showcasing toy photography at Victoria's Cantina as well as Facebook at Victoria's Cantina and on Twitter ranting and raving about toys and other nonsense at Vic's Cantina. For fun and random toy clips follow us on TikTok at Victoria's Cantina. Got a question or something you'd like to share with us? Drop us a line in the fax machine. You can email victoriascantina at yahoo.com. If you are so inclined and wish to drop a coin in the tip jar, we are on Patreon where you can gain greater access to the channel while helping to keep the content rolling. For VC branded merchandise such as t-shirts, ball caps, mugs, and other fun stuff, visit us on Teespring and TeePublic. Links to all of these magical places can be found in the show notes. Do you got a minute or two? If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star rating and drop a brief review explaining why you enjoy the show. As always, I'm Victoria, and no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. <laughs>